Tonight, the Philippine government signs indemnification agreements with COVID vaccine makers Pfizer and AstraZeneca. Lawyers representing teachers accused of kidnapping indigenous students plan to file charges against the police. Detained Philippine Senator Lila Dilima is acquitted in one of her three drug cases. And the U.S. lawmaker sues former President Trump in connection with the deadly Capitol Hill riots. Velasquez. And I'm Karen Davila. On our broadcast tonight, the Philippine Senate may soon ratify a bill that will compensate COVID vaccine recipients who experience adverse effects. Meanwhile, indemnification agreements required for the delivery of COVID shots are submitted by Philippine authorities to two vaccine producers. Vivian Gulia has tonight's top story. The ball is now in the court of Pfizer and AstraZeneca after the Philippine government submitted to the World Health Organization's COVAX facility indemnification agreements signed by Philippine representatives. This requirement has delayed the delivery of the initial batch of Pfizer vaccines expected mid-February. The indemnification agreement protects vaccine manufacturers from liability in case an individual vaccinated with their COVID jab experiences adverse effects. Under this agreement, the government will shoulder the liability. Vaccine czar Carlito Galvez says all COVID vaccine manufacturers are seeking this guarantee. As their products have yet to be registered and are only granted emergency use authorization. They just want uh, the assurance because of the uh, reason that they COVID-19 Task Force Deputy Chief Implementer Vince Dizon says the indemnification agreement would suffice for the delivery of the initial batches of COVID vaccines under the COVAX facility. But he notes it is still necessary to enact a bill that seeks to set up a government fund for compensating those who will experience adverse effects from COVID vaccines. Pagkakaintindi po ng gobyerno, uh, hindi na kailangan hintayin pa ang indemnification law para dito sa mga unang, uh, unang uh, delivery under the COVAX facility. The Senate targets to ratify the proposed COVID vaccine indemnification bill on Monday, but the palace needs to certify it as urgent. Hopefully, uh, we can ratify this by Monday next week. Ibibigay po namin ito sa Malacanang for the signature of the president. Uh, hopefully, before the end of the month, maging batas na ito kung pirmahan ka agad presidente. As of Wednesday, the Philippine government has yet to receive a definite date for the delivery of the vaccines from the COVAX facility. But Dizon is optimistic the initial batch will arrive in the country within the month. The government has requested an additional 2.3 million doses of Pfizer vaccines from the COVAX facility. Vivian Gulia, ABS-CBN News. 
Seven persons arrested in a police raid of a Cebu City University are now facing criminal charges in Davao province. As this report tells us, the suspects are expected to file a counter complaint against the police officers involved in the raid. Seven individuals arrested in Cebu during a raid in the University of San Carlos face kidnapping and serious illegal detention charges to be filed in Davao. Three adult LUMAD students, two teachers and two village chiefs are accused of kidnapping more than a dozen indigenous youths. But the school insists the youths were studying under their education program for evacuees. Inquest proceedings were held Wednesday via Zoom. The lawyer of the suspects, King Anthony Perez of the National Union of People's Lawyers, spoke to ANC. Have they been already charged in court? Not yet. Based on our information, um, what we, what happened to these uh, clients, there are seven of them, um, they were subjected to uh, inquest proceedings uh, this morning, um, questioning uh, questioning the legality of the arrest uh, that happened. No? But um, they actually uh, waived their rights under Article 125 of the Revised Penal Code to allow uh, the conduct of preliminary investigation so that uh, the prosecutor would still solve it under uh, level. Attorney Perez adds the youths are being held in an undisclosed location. Based on the information that we got is that they are situated at a safe house, but the, the location is undisclosed. And actually, there's a problem with that because uh, in the standard, uh, in a standard protocol, um, these uh, rescued victims, the alleged rescued victims should have been brought to the DSWD mm -hmm. and not an undisclosed location. So we're also looking uh, on that as, as, as a form of violation in terms of uh, following the proper protocols. Perez says they plan to file a complaint against authorities who conducted the supposed rescue. The video of the police operation has circulated online uh, for a few days now and it is really evident that there are some, um, some apparent violations in terms of rescuing child victims. For one, it is not even allowed that uh, media should uh, cover these kinds of rescue uh, operations and then we suddenly see it uh, online no? and uh, among others and uh, we plan to um, we are considering rather we are considering to uh, file uh, necessary charges to make them accountable progressive lawmakers have filed a resolution seeking a house probe on the incident that uh, the lumad speak for themselves no uh, and uh, so that uh, they can present uh, the real story why they are they were in Cebu, uh, why they were uh, in sanctuary in the University of San Carlos. This is not the first time a Lumad school was targeted by the military. In 2019, 55 Lumad schools in the Davao region were shut down for allegedly being used as training centers for communist rebels.
Former Philippine Senator Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. intends to appeal a Supreme Court ruling that junked his claim he was cheated in the 2016 vice presidential race. But while he pursues his election protest, the son and namesake of the late Philippine dictator is already considering a 2022 bid for public office. Mike Navalio reports. The fight is not yet over. This message coming from the camp of defeated 2016 vice presidential candidate Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. after the Supreme Court junk his election protest against Vice President Lenny Robredo. Marcos's spokesperson, lawyer Victor Riguez, initially said only the second cause of action for the manual recount of the ballots was dismissed, not the third cause of action seeking to annul the elections in three provinces in Mindanao due to alleged terrorism and electoral fraud. But the Supreme Court, sitting as the Presidential Electoral Tribunal, immediately clarified the entire election protest has been dismissed. In an interview with ANC, Rodriguez says they will still seek clarification on another point. We want to be clarified as well whether the election protest was used in its generic, generic or general ter uh, sense or it was used in its strict legal sense that mm -hmm. pertains only to manual recount. But there's no doubt about it. We're not disputing the 15-0 unanimous vote on the dismissal of the election protest. They also want to be clarified on the vote based on the statement of Supreme Court spokesperson Brian Keith Hosaka. Unan yung pronouncement ay unanimously dismissed, meaning 15-0. Subalit may binanggit siyang there's a voting of 7-8. On the dismissal of the manual recount and the voting, another voting of eight-seven on the result. When when pressed for comment or clarification, he couldn't give any. But Osaka never mentioned anything about a manual recount from Tuesday's press conference. Out of the fifteen members of the tribunal who were present in today's meeting, I was informed that seven members fully concurred in the dismissal while eight concurred in the result. To the press release issued by the court, it was clear that seven of the 15 magistrates fully concurred with the dismissal, while the remaining eight justices concurred with the result, which means that they have different reasons for concluding the case should be dismissed. Rodriguez refuses to comment for now as to the supposed reasons for the dismissal until they receive an official copy of the decision. But he insists their third cause of action is not covered by Rule 65 of the PAT rules. Rule 65 allows the PAT to junk an election protest if the protestant is unable to show substantial recovery of votes in the initial recount in three pilot provinces. This is among the reasons an ABS-CBN news source cited in justifying the dismissal of the case. Robredo's lead winded by 15,000 votes after the recount in the provinces of Camarines Sur, Iloilo and Negros Oriental. The 2010 PAT Rules of Procedure does not stop on Rule 65. A careful and more cerebral reading of Rule 65 would tell you that Rule 65 applies only and exclusively to manual recount and judicial revision. A claim which Vice President Lenny Rivera's lawyer rejects outright. Etong Rule 65 hindi naman po sa ginagamit sa Presidential Electoral Tribunal lang sa ibang protesta pending before other tribunals, even before the Commission on Elections. Ginagamit din po siya na kinakailangan mamimili muna ang protestant or yung nagahabol um, 
at mapatunayan niya dun sa mga pinili niyang presinto o probinsya na nagkaroon ng dayaan bago mag-proceed ang protesta. Rodriguez says once the election protest proceeds to the third cause of action, it will be easy to set aside the almost 500,000 votes Robredo gathered in the provinces of Lanao del Sur, Basilan, and Maguindanao. Rodriguez refers to the election protest filed by former Sulu Governor Abdusa Kortan against current Deputy House Speaker Mujib Hataman in the race for ARMM Governor. But the Comelec itself told PAT that the findings of a Comelec department never went through a Comelec division or the Comelec on bank, and the case was dismissed for being moot. Whatever the outcome, Rodriguez says they will file an appeal and fight it out until the end. But this early, he confirms Marcos will be running for a national post in 2022. The filing of a certificate of candidacy signifies abandonment of an election protest. For Robredo, running is still far from her mind. Parang gusto ko munang namnamin. Gusto ko na munang namnamin yung araw na ito. Almost five years din namin hinintay. Parang immersed pa kasi kami sa pang-araw-araw. Uh, yung pang-araw-araw na pagtugon sa mga pangangailangan ng ating, yung mga, yung mga naapektuhan ng pandemya na pakiramdam ko parang kasalanan na politika na yung isipin ko. Mike Navalio, ABS-CBN News. Detained Philippine Senator Laila Delima is acquitted by a Muntinlupa court in one of her three drug cases. The judge said no connection was found between Delima and supposed police informant Jose Adrian Dera. Prosecutors said alleged Dera had received on Delima's behalf money from convicted drug lord Peter Ko. But the Muntinlupa court ruled against Delima in another drug case involving her former bodyguard Ronnie Dayan. It denied her motion to post bail. Despite this, Delima's lawyer says the senator welcomes the rulings. To be acquitted even in just one case in the time of Duterte is a victory. Na deny man ang ating demurrer to evidence at motion for bail sa criminal case number 17-165 Naniniwala ako at ang aking mga abogado na mahina ang ebidensya ng gobyerno dito para patunayan ang mga gawa-gawa nilang paratang. Justice Secretary Minardo Guevara says he respects the court's decision. Delima has repeatedly denied any involvement in the illegal drug trade. Former U.S. President Trump is sued for allegedly conspiring with right-wing groups to incite the January 6th Capitol Hill riots. The lawsuit was filed by the chair of the House Homeland Security Committee, Mississippi Democratic Representative Benny Thompson. Thompson says the attack on Capitol Hill prevented him from fulfilling his job of certifying President Joe Biden's election victory. Thompson's lawsuit comes several days after Trump was acquitted in his second impeachment trial. Our final word tonight is a quote from Sophocles. All men make mistakes, but a good man yields when he knows his course is wrong and repairs the evil. The only crime is pride. And that is The World Tonight, the 17th of February, 2021. I'm Karen Davila. I'm Tony Velasquez from the Philippines. Thank you. Mabuhay.